welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. I ask you to remain standing for the reading of Scripture this morning, which comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I'll be reading from the Contemporary English Version translation, which will be printed on the screen. So if you're following along in your Bible or at home, you might notice a few word differences. Hear now the word of the Lord. When Jesus was born in the village of Bethlehem in Judea, Herod was king. During this time, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and said, Where is the child born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was worried, so, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem. And he brought together the chief priest and the teachers of the law of Moses and asked them, Where will the Messiah be born? And they told him, He will be born in Bethlehem, just as the prophet Micah wrote. Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, you are very important among the towns of Judea, From your town will come a leader who will be like a shepherd for my people Israel. Herod secretly called the wise men and asked them when they had first seen the star. He told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, let me know. I want to go and worship him too. Then the wise men men listened to what the king said and they left. And the star they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. They were thrilled and excited to see the star. When the men went into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and worshipped him. They took out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh and gave them to him. Later they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, And they went back home by another road. This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated, and as you are, let's pray together. Oh God, may your spirit stand between me and your people, so that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together will continue to be shaped and molded by your presence into your words for your people in this, your day. For God, we seek to go wherever you lead and to find the joy of kneeling beside the manger of Bethlehem. And all of God's people did say, Amen. Now this text stirs in me some of the old-fashioned dad jokes. You know that the wise men came to Bethlehem in a Honda, right? It said in one translation, they came in one accord. Some of them say they actually were coming, uh, actually were, were firemen because the text in another place says they came from afar. Now that one only works in Louisiana and West Texas. We really don't know how many wise men there were. We don't know the full timing either. We make some grand assumptions within the text. But friends, there's some things we can know and what's truth to be known historically is Herod was a bad character to anyone who provided hope. 
You can visit the Church of the Holy Nativity today in Bethlehem, and immediately adjacent to that is St. Catherine's Cathedral. Below St. Catherine's Cathedral are two major areas. One where is a cave where Jerome translated the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament Hebrew, and the Hebrew and the Greek New Testament mixed in with some Aramaic. He, mixed, he pulled it all together in what's known as the Vulgate, which was the first time all of these various languages were translated into one language in the text. It was all in Latin. And there's a chapel there. He did that below St. Catherine's. He did that adjacent from a distance just about as far from the middle aisle, uh, this aisle to the left and this aisle on the right, is another chapel, which is known as the Chapel of Innocence. You see, we can debate all we want about wise men and timing, but there is no debate that historical evidence has shown that there is a graveyard of bones of children roughly two years old. And this is how we are able to make the deduction that it was about two years after the time period of the birth of Jesus that they found the baby Jesus. Or that Herod actually went out and had all the children slaughtered. It's called the Chapel of Innocence. You stand in that moment and you recognize this Herod that seeks to take life away was a real character. I mean, give it to American ingenuity to come up with three wise men and a song about it. I mean, there are, however, gold, myrrh, and frankincense. So therefore, there's this people who say, oh, there must have been three. We don't know. There could have been five. There could have been seven. All I know is that I love the meme that was circulating right after the birth of Christ on Facebook. It goes out every year. I've got it in Christmas cards. If it had been three wise women, they would have brought a casserole, clean diapers, and would have had the place cleaned up. Right? <laughs> Give it to three men to bring gold, myrrh, and frankincense, right? We can even look at the Christological context of what it means for what's represented in these gifts of gold and myrrh and frankincense, a, a foreshadowing of how some of these are, are spices used in the preparial for the death of a body. The gold would be brought is still a valuable commodity. We could go down that road as well. But friends, there's one road I want us to go down today and one road only to start the new year. And it's so fitting as we sat and I thought and pondered about this text. And you know, I said, you know, it's going to be 2022. And everybody says, surely it's going to be better than 2021, right? And we come in and we find out we got window bullet holes in the windows, right? Starting the year off, right? Friends, this is going to be surprises no matter what happens in 2022. I want to promise you, 2022 is most likely going to be a roller coaster like 2021, only now you've ridden it once before. You know what's coming. You know what's coming, right? It's going to be okay. And we're going to make it. And we're going to make it together. And we're going to learn how not just to simply persevere and muddle through. The road I want to talk about is the difference between the road of a Herod and the road of faith. Thanks again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment, but first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUMC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work.
See, the road of Herod will always want you to focus on fear and escalating numbers and, oh my gosh, it's inflation, it's this, it's that. And there's going to be this narrative fear driven through the media and the social media. And I want to promise you, politicians and the media are going to lie to you every day. They need us to be divided humanly. They need us to be rancorous with each other. And in the midst of that, we're going to stay true to the road that we've been on, a road of hope. A road that says God is with us, that in Christ, we don't just simply muddle through and make it. We flourish in faith. And we don't let the external circumstances determine what we do. We didn't find broken glass and cancel church. We cleaned up the glass and we're having worship. And that's what we're going to do the whole year through. Just watch your step and don't go barefoot until further notice. In a time of doubt where the world wants to push us into a place where there's this sort of secular drive to say, where, is, where are you going to believe in things? They're going to drive you to doubt. We're going to stay true to the road of clarity. A clear word from God that God is with us. A clear word that in the scriptures is revealed the love of God and we are called to live into that image. We mar that all the time, but it's a clear message from God. I created you. I made you. I redeemed you. I love you. And we're not going to change that. That's still going to be who we are. And we're going to proclaim that even though the world is filled with doubt. The Herods of this world want to push a narrative of absolute uncertainty that you can't really know anything. And we are going to stay true to the road that we're on saying that's not. We can trust who we know God to be. A God of faithfulness. We're going to stay on the road of trusting and believing in the historic faith handed down to us through the centuries. And while this year may present some challenges to us, my friends, it's not the first time that people of faith have been challenged. And it's not going to be the last time God's going to lead his people through. He got the folks out of Egypt through the wilderness. He can handle a few masks and hand sanitizer. Trust me, God is faithful to lead. And in the midst of that trust, we'll be cognitively aware of all that's going on and we'll continue to offer the ministries in ways that build people up together. And most importantly, in the midst of all this, in a world that is filled with Herod's messages of division and anger and hatred, we will be a people of unity and peace because that is who we are called to be. When we have disagreements, we will have conversations. We will not let the way of the world diminish us to demonizing people we disagree with. We'll continue in February with our first Sunday conversations on this coming Sunday the 9th, this next Sunday. We're getting together as your leadership with the prayer team ministry. We're looking at where God is calling us in this coming year. We do all this, my friends, because how we choose to respond in faith in the present prepares us for the uncertainty of the future. The question is, Will we follow? Or are you just here to try to find one little nugget to add to your New Year's resolution and check the box? Or is this the day you choose to say, in the words of that old hymn, I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that I can trust him, whatever the world may say. Friends, as the body of Christ at Kingwood United Methodist Church, I proclaim this day on January the 2nd that we will not resign ourselves to simply surviving another year. We will flourish because we will, not go, we will not go back to Herod. Herod just kills people. And we're not going back to Herod. We're going forward by another road. The question is, will you 
go with. Because the church as the body of Christ together can go nowhere as the church that you're not willing to go as an individual. Will we all choose to follow? This is the question. Let's pray together. God, as we gather this day and we remember your faithfulness, we gather around this meal of Holy Communion and we fully recognize the uncertainty of the world around us. It's not the first time we've been in uncertain circumstances. So help us continue to trust each other and to trust and believe in you. Help us to walk a path of good communication with one another. Help us let our lives be determined and directed by your scriptures. And help us closely evaluate what we let into our hearts in this coming year. Help us make choices that reflect our trust in you, our belief in you, our hope in you, and our certainty in you. And God, as we come forward for this meal of Holy Communion today, we give you thanks that what we receive is not dependent upon our cognitive ability to comprehend everything here. We come as your creation. We come to this place of new life. We come to this place to receive what you offer. And it's a mystery. And it's real all at the same time. God, we love you. And we ask that we would, would let, let ourselves lean on your spirit and strength for all the things that we have humanly resolved. Let us make space for your divine interruption in our own plans so we can faithfully follow wherever you lead. For this we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people did say, Christ our Lord invites to this his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and with one another as we kneel beside the manger of Bethlehem. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. To be in a church, we have not done your law. We have against your love. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. To give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth, from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, 
We praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise men to where the Christ was born, and in your signs and witnesses, in every age and through all the world, you have led your people from far places to his light. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, and broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts, and in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, and on these gifts of the bread and of the cup. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. And by your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as those who have discovered the joy of the one cradled in Mary's arms, the one who would grow to teach us to pray, let us now pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy earth be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 